2: an important message from Blue Ridge Hospice there may be several hospices now claiming to serve the area but Blue Ridge Hospice is the only local hospice that has been serving here for 40 plus years operates the only hospice inpatient care center, conducts the only community wide grief and bereavement programs offers a nationally recognized music therapy program in conjunction with Shenandoah University, outscores every other Virginia hospice in Medicare's quality scores and so much more Blue Ridge Hospice, the first, the best find out more at Blue Ridge Hospice
3: The revolution will not be brought to you by fake news. The revolution does not have pre-existing conditions. The revolution will not be brought to you by a spray tan.
4: The revolution will
3: leave you with health care and college for all.
4: You will not be able to force me to stand for any song.
3: The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will be streamed live. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new and um, a lot of stuff to get to episode of Critical and Thinking podcast. Ty Barnett.
4: Ian Harris. Sorry. I am uh, whew, <laughs> other places today. I don't know what's going on, but... um. Well, welcome. As you can see, those watching, we have a panel of- A lot of
3: people, a lot of faces. Lot of people.
4: It should be fun today. So, but I'm gonna, let's go through, I'll let everybody introduce Wilmer, uh, themselves. Um, so our our good friend, Lisa Kendall is back, uh, brought a- back. A group of guests. Last time we talked about the Amish and um, some cult stuff and uh, the Amish with their, the treatment of animals. And we had, had a few questions and we were talking about a few things. And she said, I've got the show. So uh, it was about a month or month and a half ago, I guess, two months ago. So <clears throat> she said, I know the guests that we should bring on. And here we are today. So let's uh, introduce, I, I, I was going to say go right to left, but let's just go anyway, one at a time. Let's, Grace, you go ahead and introduce yourself first. For-
1: okay. Uh, my name is Grace. Uh, I grew up in a cult called The Move. I was born in the jungles of South America. Um, I met Lisa through trying to get some information online and discovered we had um, been in the same one. And then through her, I met these lovely ladies, Whisper and Jemima. And they've been some (laughs) lifesavers.
4: Very nice. All right. And and so there we go. Uh, To my left is Jemima. Say hello and tell us who you are.
5: Hello. My name is Jemima. Yes, it's my real name. <laughs> uh, and I was born into the Children of God cult in Seattle, Washington, in a widow's colony, what they called it, where they put all the single mothers back then. And um, but I never lived in Seattle. I did, however, live in and travel to 21 other countries. I spent a lot of time in Asia. Uh, Mexico, Japan, the Philippines, India, Thailand, and then a lot of time in Russia as well. And I didn't leave the cult until I was 27 years old and a single mother and came full circle back to the Seattle area. And then um, my best friend Whisper and I, we met in the cult in Thailand when we were 15 years old. And uh, we started a podcast last year called Butterflies and Bravery. And it started out as and still is a platform where survivors can share their stories or talk about whatever they want to talk about. And then it's also a um, living, loving and leaving after a cult podcast, trying to help some of us make sense of the world that we live in. But not the
4: world that we were born into. Right. Cool, cool. And Whisper. Oh. Hello and
0: hi. <clears throat> I, uh, like Jemima, my name is also my real name, Whisper. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I was also born into the children of God cult, grew up there most of my life, lived and visited around 14, 15 countries, and I also left in my early 20s, mid 20s as a single mother. I have four kids and yeah, we've been having an amazing time, Jemima and I making the the podcast Butterflies and Bravery. And I also work um, almost full time with a nonprofit organization called I-5 Freedom Network, and it's um, an anti-human trafficking organization, which... You know, we've talked about it a few times, but that's probably the closest thing that comes to our experiences that you could talk about in the real world is is human trafficking. So it's a passion of mine, and I'm okay. really happy to be here.
4: Well, we're happy to have you. So so tell us, so whoever, well, and Lisa, you can tell us, how, we, we've we met you before on the, the show here, but tell us a little bit, tell the audience today a little bit about
2: Lisa Kendall, the founder and director of Counter Cult Coalition. Jemima is our treasurer. Grace is also on the board. And someday we're hoping Whisper will join us. (laughs) One interesting thing about this is that there are thousands of cults out there. And yet two of us here are from the children of God and two of us from the move of God. I grew up in the same cult that Grace did, um, but we only lived in the same place at different times once. So we, we like the children of God, we got moved around a bit, but with the children of God, they were moved around a lot more and for different reasons. But I would say all four of us have been human trafficked, which is really common in cults.
3: Um, well, let me say first uh, again, thank you. Welcome to all of you for joining us on the show. We appreciate all of you the, all, all of you being here and the time and the education you're about to give our viewers. And to our viewers, thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, and I, I hope you guys like the intro. Um, but let me start here. Because um, what I've noticed is with a lot of cults, what they do, and they say separation is fir- one of the first things separation isolation and and telling you that everybody else is wrong except the the people you're dealing with and both of those names you guys get children of God, the with the children of god and what was the other one the move of god the move of god so when they use god i, I was always curious as to where like do they how do they rationalize the God that most people hear about, you know, the surfer God Jesus dude, <laughs> uh, <laughs> versus the God that will allow them to be human trafficked and, and deal with all of these things. Like, so anyone can start here. I just just like to know what is their opening line to get people to just buy into this? Because me as a as a as a as a as a person who it, it, if it doesn't make sense to me, I just I can't. I can't rock with it. It just doesn't make sense to me. But that oh. doesn't mean that doesn't mean that, that thing, those things can't happen. I mean, th- to put it in very smaller terms, I'm the same type of person that'll tell you that um, Michael Jordan is the greatest athlete ever. But <laughs> I got a bunch of other people that'll d- disagree with that. So what I would like to know is for everyone here, how how do they get the hook into people to say, Forget everything else you heard. Listen to me now.
5: Well, God, the children of God did it with prostitution. I mean, that was one one of the methods. And then I think another method is the whole love bombing thing, too, mm-hmm. is they they find people who are isolated and feel alone and like they don't fit in. And then they say we love you you're our brother you're our sister come right. home with us you yeah. can have all this love all the time <laughs> there's definitely
0: exactly. two very distinct uh groups though um that yes. are survivors of cults you have the people that actually joined which we generally call them the first generation and then the people that were born into the cult oh, yeah. and we call them the second generation and all of us are second gens and so a lot of what causes the people that decided to join. It was uh, specifically the children of God there started during a time of like upheaval, you know, like Vietnam war was going on, like back in the, you know, like the late mid sixties, late sixties. And the message to them was you can drop out of the system, out, drop out of where you are, leave everything behind and come be the best disciple of Jesus that you can be. So a lot of the hook is that filter through that leader. I'm the one that has. The, the voice I'm the one that hears from God and therefore you listen to me
3: gotcha.
0: and that's and that's sort of that's sort of the hook
3: gotcha.
1: and then you have the second generations that are born into it that have no clue what's outside of that
2: yeah so, um, or join later as I did at the
1: age of nine right so um <coughs> you know that there isn't a hook there the,
4: right their pre- cortex
1: hasn't finished developing so they don't well, which is on.
4: which <laughs> to you know to be not well not to poo-poo anybody's experience and not to and definitely to bash all religion as i think it's all occult and that's what indoctrination is in general yours your, your situation is way worse than a typical christian but hey look at catholicism it's the you know they're molesting children left and right. And it's the, it's the biggest mainstream religion there is. So I I think, you know, an indoctrination is a thing like you, you know, you're, you're brought, you're born into something um, or yeah, they find vulnerable people and they they've, they've like you said, with the, with the love bomb, right. Bringing people in the, the thing now I've noticed is that we're seeing the cult stuff now. And Ty and I are, it's a political podcast. We talk a lot, a lot about politics, obviously. And the one thing we've really realized recently is like, a lot of people, so I'm, I'm having this experience now where I have a lot of friends that um, were Facebook friends. They know I don't know them. They're like, um, and I've got 500 mutual friends with them or whatever. And I realized they were atheists. And n- now they're hardcore right wing Trumpster Q people. And I look back at their timeline, and they, like a year ago, two years ago, they were Bernie or bust. And I'm a socialist and I'm a communist. And 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 now they're like, you know, I have, there's one guy who who literally like, he was like at the gay pride parade and pride and blah, 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 like two years ago. And then he just, he and then now his like go-to is to like call you gay slurs. Like, and I'm like, wait a second, you have a picture two years ago with you and your family at the gay pride parade. And now I disagreed with you. And you're like, shut up, Seriously? faggot. And I'm like- You said it was
3: Photoshopped.
4: Right. And I'm like, no, but I'm like, how did that happen? And I realized that it's like, especially when they're atheists, I realized a lot of these, these new atheist people, I mean, I haven't been an atheist my whole life, but it's like a lot of people came to it the same way they came to religion, through some sort of emotional ploy. So they left it. Their their priest priest molested them, or their their family left them, so they decided, I'm going to rebel against the God I knew, and now but they never got critical thinking skills or, or, or whatever. And they're still sucked into the same thing. <coughs> and when I look at political cults now, because a lot of people aren't religious, but they have some sort of populism cult, right? They're Bernie bro. Everything is Bernie or bust. And then when that fails them, it's some sort of anti-authority thing. Oh, now Trump's the anti-authority guy. or And, and it's that same kind of, they touch on these on these weird strings of, you're accepted here and everybody else is full of shit. And I'm always surprised at how easily people that I at one time respected or thought I knew are, are drawn into it. And, and, um, as adults, you know, and, and I'm wondering, did you guys see many adults coming in?
2: (laughs) I, I want to speak to that, and and way by way of Ty's question. Um, when Ty asked, you know, how do they get people to buy into this? When you first join, you're not looking. Well, the people, at least in the move of God that I knew, when they joined, they were they didn't have the critical thinking skills, as Ian said. Um, very few had had any college classes at all. And they needed a reason to belong. They needed meaning in their lives. They needed all of these things, purpose that the group gave them. And they also, at least from the move of God, um, almost all that I've known have come from households with violence. So they are more the ones who left after seeing the violence, you know, they were uncomfortable with it. They left. So then you're thinking about how, it becomes more and more self-selecting nobody says let's human traffic and and a lot of people they don't they didn't understand they still don't i bet you if i contacted 10 people from the move today one of them might acknowledge that that i was human traffic because you know they they looked at it as you're doing this for the cause. So you're 17, you work, you give us your money, but you get to be a part of this thing. So, and I, in in the case of Jemima and Whisper, very, very different in that the leader had motivation to coerce people into providing sex in inappropriate ways because he wanted that. And a lot of the women that I've read about from the children of God, either they did, they were, there are women who refused to have sex with other women and they were all but forced to, there were children who did not want to have little girls who didn't want to have sex with adult men and they had to, and You know, it was part of this entire belief system. And like last time, Ian, I walked around in a fog after your last show, because you ask questions that only make sense if you're thinking critically outside of the group. So I I was of two minds, like Ian asked last time, if the Amish are, some of them, allowing Fathers and brothers to have sex with the girls in the family. Why not allow them to have sex with women? And it's like it's such a reasonable question, and yet from from someone like me who grew up in a cult, it's a crazy question. Because if you if the Amish suddenly started allowing the men to have sex with women instead of children, then. How, who are they? Then can they drive cars and listen to rock and roll? It's easier to look the other way, pretending it's not happening or forgive the man for having sex with his daughter and getting her pregnant. It's easier to do that than have to question your belief system. So I don't know if any of that makes sense, but.
3: Yeah. No, no, I, you know, I understand. Go ahead, ladies.
2: I was going to say um, something that
1: I think should be noted here is that um your prefrontal cortex isn't developed till you're 25 so that's you know responsible for your reasoning so your amygdala is what's running you up until then basically right so you have to be taught to know how to develop critical thinking how to um, work from your prefrontal cortex so um you know um yeah it probably started out with some people with bad intentions um you know um maybe some not that turned that way, but Then when you have all these second generations, as with the Amish, um, that's why when you're saying earlier, why are these people all of a sudden saying this and that? Okay, well, likely. So they probably never developed their prefrontal cortex. And um, we have a lot of people around like that. But especially when you're like, for instance, when I was born, I had hives on me because I was already that stressed out in the womb. Um, So you when you're living in your amygdala, um, that severely hinders your.
3: Okay, yeah, I can understand that. Go ahead. Anyone else want to, before I add something, either one, uh, Jemima, whisper, either one want to piggyback on that?
0: Well, I think also a a very key component to for us, both second and first generation in the cult was that us versus them. And we see that repeated, obviously, like today in the political world. It's like, as long as you are told you have the special route you're the you know right. or anyone that you, uh, knows bible you know you're the 144,000 like that's what we were told right. so you're already in this special group and and you know our human nature is to want to be on the in crowd right we want to we want to belong and so it's pulling you know on on all of those strings okay i know not all of us second generation had the same experience as i did but when we got out because we were so isolated from the outside world that we had no clue. And when I got out, I, I was like, I'm starting from scratch. <laughs> I'm throwing the baby and the bathwater out. Like I can't, I can't like try and pick through what my past had right. and try and decide what fits with me today. Like I was like, no, I'm starting from scratch. And that does take some critical thinking to be able to do that, to be honest. Yeah. You know, so it was a quite an experience.
4: <laughs> do you guys see um, parallels <clears throat> between um, religious cults and like say political cults like the stuff we have going on now because they don't think they're in a cult like i mean but i've never met anybody in a cult that thinks they're in a cult until they're out of the cult right and then there's clarity no right that's like you you can you can show them there's an old there's an old (laughs) i don't know why this 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 i thought of this but there's a an old mr show sketch where there's guys in a band and they're and it's (laughs) there and they they have a party video and it's the band all having sex together and the and the promoters like guys, I didn't know, I didn't know you were gay. It's fine, but you. Should. And they're like, we're not gay. We're fucking and Yeah, party." And he's like, and he showed them a video. This is, these are this, this is, is gay porn and this is what you guys are doing. And he's like, and they're like, yeah, party. And they show them, like, ooh, gross. And he's like, it's the same thing. And the other he's like. No, no, no. We're we're partying, and that's something different. And I, I, they feel like you can show these people: here's all the things that are a cult. Here's all the things you're doing, and they go, "Yeah, that's all a cult, but we're okay. different." And now, I, I just I wonder wonder want to say
2: something about that, though. I think it's so important to understand the difference between an organization or a movement that is culty, cult-like, okay. or a cult.
4: Oh, right, an actual a- organizational cult, right?
2: But because it's well, but a movement can be a cult if it's coercing people in specific ways. People say, oh, it's about coercion. No, it's about coercion in specific ways. And there are political cults. That's one of the five categories of cult. But like QAnon is very culty, but it's not a cult.
4: Right, there's no compounds. There's no people where they're going to a place and staying and living. And well, that's-
2: That isn't what designates a cult either. No, but but I mean, that is- It's about the type of coercion. If QAnon required people to do certain things like their daily behavior, the way they dressed, all of that, it would be a cult. So it's very cult-like. It has coercive elements, but the cults like what we grew up in, far more complicated. And the, the, the impact on our lives is worse because you've got, like people say, Oh, lots of, lots of children are abused, but it's child abuse, it's neglect, it's isolation from the public, it's lack of education, it's exploitation. And so when you leave that, you know, you're not set up for any kind of a life, whereas if you leave QAnon, you know, it's not like you're leaving with rotting teeth and no money and no education because you, you don't know
4: QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: let me um, let me add this. So um, and, and we talked about this when you were on last time, Lisa, is that um, I, I don't I have I to I have two areas where there is no gray. That's the hurting of children and animals. There, there's absolutely zero gray area. There's no explanation somebody can give me to hurt a child or an animal. None. Um, So with that being said, to me, when I see how some of these quote unquote religious leaders, cult leaders are able to convince people that it's okay to have sex with this child. Even if you were, if if you're a parent and you say, okay, well, that child is being used for sex. I, I don't understand how the parent doesn't look at it and say, okay, I, I, I'm cool for, with, with all the enlightenment and all stuff, but I'm not down with that. Oh, I'm not down with that. And I'll give you an example. I went to go, um, on. A, we were not going seriously, but me and my wife went to go, because uh, we used to live down the street from the Church of Scientology, the Celebrity Center, right? Oh. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I, and I said, just for fun, I said, we're just going to ask questions because we want to oh. know why people oh. join. We just want to know, right? They don't like that. (laughs) But here's the thing. And and this is why I asked you guys the question at the very beginning about the hook, how they get you, because what they do, I I was like, I peeped it as soon as they said it, because they said, let me ask you something, because they try to deflect from it being about them. They try to make it about you. And so the first thing they say was, listen, let me ask you something. Are you okay, happy in your life? (laughs) Do you you want anything more? You're a comedian, right? So don't you want to be able to to channel into that whole energy that you have as a comedian? Don't you want all the stress gone from your life? And I'm not going to lie. There was a small part of me was like, I didn't know it was this. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I don't want to get rid of the clutter for my life. I can't. And so my wife, where's that Kool-Aid at? Know, right? <laughs> and so my wife is like, she's asking questions too. But then they started talking about the money. And then they start talking about it costs this much. But my I don't know. My wife kept asking questions and after a while I had to tap her, like, okay, we're done. We're done now. <laughs> now they're talking about thousands of dollars for this shit, and you, you got to go clean toilets from. I, I don't need to clean toilets. For to Tom
2: sell it, or for Tom Cruise. Yep, they do that
3: <laughs> exactly. So, and and so I guess where where I'm coming from with this is, I understand people born into it because you don't know better. When you wake up, when you're born, you're born into a cult. My thing is, is like, and I guess it's more of a question: What was the end point? Do you can can all of you tell us what your specific end point where you said, okay, that was it. I'm out. All of you, like what, what was it for all of you?
2: First, I just wanna say in regard to the child abuse and the sex with children, I think Jemima and Whisper can talk, speak to that. We, When that happened in our group, people looked the other way, but it, but it was definitely discouraged. Whereas with Jemima and um, Whisper, I think they had a very different experience with that. They And they've had to think about this, You know, having a relationship with your mother as an adult, knowing that she forced you to have sex with men, you know, I don't know. I think that they could talk to that.
5: Well, I, I, I did want to say one thing. It's you actually already answered the question yourself because you said you would never dream of doing anything that would hurt a child. Well, that was what they did is they said, oh, well, we're not hurting you. We're doing this in love. We're doing we're doing this because of love. Right. And we were actually just talking about this on our last podcast because or the one before, because the whole kind mm-hmm. of let's have sex with kids thing was built on one Bible verse. All things are lawful unto me. And they were like, oh, that means we get free tickets. Of course, oh. they left out the rest of the verse, which is all things are not expedient. But that aside, also, the the other, uh, like, basis of their doctrine was, um, (laughs) what was the love verse that we were saying in our podcast? Uh, Oh, uh, whatever's done in love can't be wrong type of a thing, basically. And that was what they backed up with scripture was that, no, 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 we're not hurting you. We love you. We're doing this because we love you.
2: And that was... That was kind of how they even though little girls are crying and afraid of getting their period because they don't want to get pregnant at 12 and 13. Right
3: there. It's that thing, like like but you can't and I want but I want them to answer the question. So I don't want to take that that away from anybody answering the question. But I'm saying like but to what you just said, Lisa, that 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 thing, if someone is crying, if someone is crying. It doesn't sound like they they want that in any way, shape or form. So the kid is one because the kid is only going to do what is being told of them to do. I get that. The kid is only doing what the kid is. My 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 main gripe is that how do you as an adult watch a child cry? As first of all, how do you assault a child? But how do you watch a child cry? and continue to assault the child.
2: But if you're brainwashed to be told, the child is being selfish. Listen, yes. you little eight or 10-year-old girl, yes. you're not sharing. Sharing is love. God is love. Love is sex. And you're okay. selfish.
4: Well, that was going to be my, my, my question. And, and this is not to, do not take this as me um, excusing people. I'm asking, do the adults that do this I mean, I'm sure there's, it's probably a mixed bag, but do they think, do you guys think that they think it's normal and okay? And therefore, because they're part of it and they're deluded, or do they think, or do you think that they know full well, what the hell they're doing and that they're controlling and manipulating and violating people? Or do you think that they think it's, it's normal? Or do you think it's half and half? Like, I just wonder, like, I I I, I can't find any, any imagine at any time where I could think that would be normal, but,
1: I think it's a mix uh, yes. definitely um my dad did a lot my my father uh trafficked children to south america and um i def, he's not alive now but i definitely know that he knew what he was doing was wrong did um, he
2: rape a girl that he tricked illegally yes. with 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 i'm sorry but forged documents took children to another country and then raped one and sexually abused others and 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 then they left them there and they had to with no
1: information and they had to um marry colombians to be able to come back into the united states where they were born because they didn't have any proof that they were existing
3: Um,
2: But she's right. It is a mix. Some people in the move didn't like it, but they felt like, well, we believe in this or that after a while it becomes your world. It's your community. I know there I know there were mothers who did not want to beat their newborn babies. I watched it. I watched them being forced to beat their newborn babies. But again, Jemima and Whisper can talk about like how their mothers or fathers felt about Cause I know that not all of the parents and the children of God liked the sex with children. So some left and some stayed because they didn't have anywhere else to go. But they're the ones who could answer that one.
3: Yeah. Um, really, to what you're saying, and, and again, I, I still want to get you guys this point of where you just said today, I just walked away from it. But to what you guys were saying about uh, knowing it's wrong or not. Here's how I, I, in my personal opinion, here's how I know all of those people knew it was wrong. Because they never admitted it, they never. No, no, a lot it, of it. No, a now, lot. I've of it. never, I've never seen a cult member who had sex with children come on television or tell the police, no. "Yes, I have sex with children." I've never seen one of them admit to it. They always lie. They always say, "No, it's not that." As a matter of fact, with the the one of the cults in Utah, the lady was asked, one of the the elders was asked, "Is like, have you ever seen any?" underage children having inappropriate sex with adults. Have you ever seen any act like that? The lady looked right into the camera and said no. She said no. Turns out that the pe- one of the women that got out of the cult said that lady delivered my child when I was 8 or 9 whatever it was. So they know. They know the only person to this day that has ever been around someone inappropriately and admitted that they were around somebody inappropriately is Michael Jackson. It's the only person, seriously. Okay, boy,
2: just let me say one thing about that, that that, that just because they don't wanna tell the outsiders what they're right. doing, doesn't mean they think it's wrong. In many right. cases, and, and I know even me, I told you at 14 and 15, I would have thought the rest of the world doesn't understand, and I know right. that that's how a lot of people in yeah. the Children of God were. You lie to the public, whereas you admit it to each other. It's right. okay for me to have sex with children. God said it's okay. The rest of the world doesn't get it.
3: But let Jemima and Whisper to yeah. that. Hey, <laughs> right, ladies, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Your your, your moment of breaking away.
0: <laughs> well, the the I just wanted to say on the on the question of like how do people get to that place. Um I think there's a there's a mix of those two. Um Dr. Yanyalovich, uh, who is a who's a um specialist on cults, and she talks about something called bonded choice, which you see, you see it a lot in the world, but like definitely in a cult situation where it's like, yes, you have that choice to do that yeah. or not do that. But if you don't do it, then this and this and this is going to happen to you. So therefore it's not really a choice. It's, you know, um and and then yeah, like uh uh as Lisa was saying, like there were people, there was a lot of people that joined and a lot of people that left.
1: Right.
0: And um anybody that left would get cut off completely. So, you know, there's always that that fear. But uh there was a reason some people stayed and continued on in the place where they were. And they're just not quite right, <laughs> to be
3: honest. That's just the that's just the answer. I got if there's something broken inside of them, you know. See, that that answer right there makes a lot, a thousand times a lot of sense. There's something broken inside. That makes a ton of sense because yeah. they have broken your will. So it's easy to manipulate you. I get that. So that part, I, I totally understand. So for, for both of you, like, what was it? What, what was your moment of just saying, okay, I can't do this. And the t- second part of that, to what you just said, Whisper, so anyone else can add to this as well. Why do the people get, when they decide to leave, why aren't the people who know that they were being abused cheerful for them and say, hey, man, you know what? Good for you. You got out. Great. Thank you. Why do they treat them like pariahs? Because
2: sometimes most of them believe that person's going to hell. Why would you be happy for them? Jemima, do you want to tell them your freedom pot story?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, freedom pot? What strain is that? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I was gonna I'm say going my
5: my uh my exit story was just fairly short. <laughs> uh it was it was kind of a process though. It really started with having having a child. And I think for most of us, second generation, it was the same. We had a baby and we were like, How can you do this to the children? What the hell is wrong with you people? Right. So the need and desire to protect our own children after what we had experienced as children was very strong. Got it. And, and um, my daughter was two when I left though. Um, and I, I got excommunicated. I went down to the pool with a couple of new friends from not the cult and I was hanging out with them and we took a pop can and, you know, <laughs> smoked my first weed and I came back to the- <laughs> I came back to the apartment and I was really stoned I mean uh-huh. to the point where I couldn't talk <laughs>
3: welcome just- to the weed cult
5: <laughs> yeah I was like I just want to eat a lot and go to bed and they're all like uh we're supposed to be having a meeting I was like I cannot have a meeting oh right now God. <laughs> so they're all like, "Oh my god, you're high." So they reported me and Oh my god. god. I got excommunicated for So. <laughs> it was only supposed to be 6 months and at first I was like, "I'll just do my 6 months and go back and then everything will be okay." And then I was like, "Wait a second. Maybe this is my chance to get out." And then huh. I had the privilege of meeting the son of the leader of the cult as well, Ricky Rodriguez, who committed murder-suicide in 2005. He um, when he left his his mom's house, he came straight to my house because I had met a previous friend of his that lived in Canada and was like, oh, I know a lady that lives in the Seattle area. You could probably stay with her because he was going to go get on the Alaskan fishing boat thing and make twenty thousand dollars and start his life with his girlfriend. So he came straight from his mom, the cult leader's house to my house. I didn't even know who he was. (laughs) Yeah, so. Crazy. There's a lot more to the story, too, and I've shared a lot of it on my How
2: did you not know who Ricky Rodriguez (laughs) was? Because he was heir apparent. Oh, we we weren't allowed to see their faces. We were never Mm. allowed to see any of them. Oh, so you only knew the name, like Davidito.
0: Yeah, they drew pictures over the faces.
5: Yeah, it was all
4: hidden. (laughs) That that should be be another sign. (laughs) That should should, should be another... So it was... uh, Hold on, I just got I got to clarify. Was he was Ricky was he trying to also get out of the cult? Is that he He'd had left. He had left.
5: Yes. He told okay. his mom, I'm out. I'm going to go and get this money. I'm gonna I got you. my girlfriend. We're leaving. We're done. And then he decided after a few years that there was too much injustice had been done and nobody was doing anything about it. So he was going to go find his mother, Karen Zerbe, the leader and kill her. So he set up a meeting with the former nanny who he thought still had contact with her and was trying to get information from her about where his mother was. So he killed the lady that he was trying to get wow. the information from and then took a
2: very long drive and shot himself in the head.
4: Uh, I, never but I the- want to
2: say something about this. This is about the mental illness, the anguish after you leave. Yeah. One, He couldn't live with the memories. I mean, he'd been yeah. forced to rape little girls, forced to. And he, I mean, he was horrified by all of that. And, that's and he had been raped as a child, and there were comic books out there of him having sex. That I'm sure Jemima and Whisper saw some of those.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It, well, go, go ahead, uh, Grace. I'm sorry, I didn't get your. What was your moment?
1: Um,
3: <clears throat> if you don't mind sharing, I'm sorry. I, ask, I should. Uh, that,
1: so well, it's kind of a complicated answer, I guess. Uh, well, my mom, my dad uh, was an elder. Uh, And he was an elder because he knew how to build the compounds. (laughs) So he was allowed to be an elder and get special privileges. Well, uh, he died when I was eight, when we were living in Alaska on one of the compounds. And um, uh, right after that, we moved to another compound. Uh, And so probably when I was 11 was when my mom decided to leave. Um, So. It's like when you say when you decided to leave, OK, well, so I didn't make a choice to leave, but I guess I would rephrase that. When did I decide to leave? That mentality <laughs> would be one um, that would probably have been when I was 26. Um, and by then I was already almost on my third marriage and had three children. So um, I uh, knew I needed to take care of myself because I couldn't depend on anyone. Um, my mom had kicked me out when I was 14. Uh, I got married when I was 16 um, to someone that was abusive. Every, you know, it just went that way. And um,
2: it Didn't was your it mother was, coerce you into getting married. Um,
1: <laughs> part of me right now is thinking she might be watching the show. So I feel a little yeah. uncomfortable talking about. Don't oh,
3: then, then, then don't, don't, but, we, we, um, we don't do that. We don't need you. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, we, we don't want anybody to talk about anything that makes you <laughs> uncomfortable. Don't worry about that.
1: Uh, so but basically kind of yes lisa um uh so uh you know it was when i realized but it wasn't really until i was um just recently that i realized why i was struggling so much in life i actually have a master's degree and worked for some pretty high-end stuff in the government so it wasn't that i couldn't like um function it was that i was Every single day, woke up and the first thing on my mind is, I, damn, I'm still alive, fuck. And um, uh, then when my kids grew up, and all of a sudden, that's when you know I had time to not be in that amygdala survival mode, and that's really when I started crashing, for real. And these ladies have pulled me back,
3: <laughs> literally. Good. Good. Wow. And and, um, and like I said, going forward, I don't want no one has to discuss anything they don't want to discuss. I just I, I first of all, thank you all again for sharing all of this, because I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy because a lot of people, you know, pass judgment and do whatever. That's not what we do here. We just want people to understand the, the origins of why people do certain things and how people survive them, which is the most important thing is how people survive these horrific moments in life. Um, Because I, I'm one of those people that's like you know, I, I say death penalty to all of them, every <laughs> single one of them, every well, every, every single one of
4: them. D- Derek actually was a- asked in the comments. We got a ton of comments, but I, I like Derek was asking. Is there any retribution from uh, for these cults from these cults when now that you've left? Did I guess is have is there?
1: Do any do friendships get, for sure?
4: Do, do do any of them have any of them been um. I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one. Like, are they allowed to, you know, because they're, do they have some sort of special privilege? Can they, um, do they get, do any of these people get arrested and thrown in jail for- Very, very few people
2: who leave don't know that they've been in a cult typically they don't understand I didn't even know I'd been trafficked till very recently and I would have stayed in a lot longer if I'd gotten married in the cult I I I would imagine unless I was able to talk to somebody who also had questions um so being married either causes you to stay longer or pulls you out of it because you have someone to talk to but in regard to the children of God They, you know, they can, Jemima and Westbrook can tell you how hard it is to prosecute. Uh, One problem that Grace and I would find in the move is that Even people who have left don't want to live that way anymore, very protective of the cult. They won't share information. They would never, ever provide evidence for the authorities. Very, very, very few of the thousands of people who've left the move would provide the authorities with information. Whereas with the children of God, because they were raping small children as part of the religion, part of the belief system, they have gone after them and whispered, tell them how hard it is to prosecute and why your
3: abusers. This may answer JE's question, by the way. Your your answer whisper he wants to know can they be sued? So in your answer, I, I don't know if that kind of falls into what you're about to say.
0: Yeah, technically with some of the new laws that were put into place, they they could be yes, sued. Um, because statute of limitations for any type of criminal in as long passed. But in the children of God's case, it was really it was it's been very difficult for two reasons one is that they would force you to change your name and you would change your name very often like i i think over the course of the time that my mom was in i think she had like four or five different names so at any given time you would never even be able to name your abuser you would not know what their legal name is and then the other secondary problem was a lot of the really bad crimes of that happened overseas and it was just not Uh, that.
2: Yeah. Yeah and oh, that's why they move the children around, too. It makes it a lot harder. But, you know, so with public policy, that's so important. And that's what Counter-Coalition is focused on. Um, right now, today, more people are able to either sue through civil court or criminal charges can be brought by district attorneys when people come forward. But even then, it's so difficult because, you you know, it's hard. How do you have evidence, especially if you were a child? Um, but, you know, before there I could absolutely I could have sued and I could have sued them for a lot of money but I didn't know that you know they're registered the move of God had many still does have many registered nonprofits in 3015 countries there's a huge Christian center in Bonesville, Georgia where um other churches will come and pay money to stay there and that's the cult I grew up in
3: right yeah i um i no i- get, i get it i and I do understand it, and it's unfortunate because it sounds like these guys know they know the loopholes they they know all the things that they can do to get away with all of this, which is why i'm i was i'm always of the mindset of if you know it's criminal, only criminals do criminal shit <laughs> only only criminals do stuff but- like let's move them around, let's change names, let's paint our faces let's let's do this. And I understand, like, again, I'm not blaming any single child at all for any of these atrocities at all. Um, I just, I think, I guess for me, there has to be a point where people have to realize that, and the reason why I brought up Michael Jackson earlier was they asked Michael Jackson, you know, they they said, do you sleep in the bed with children? And he said, yes. He said, yes. I sleep in the bed with children because to him, he didn't see anything wrong. Now, I, I, I will not say whether something happened or not, because I don't know. All I know is, is that he saw absolutely nothing wrong with sleeping in the bed with children. So he openly admitted to it. Whereas you see with all of these cults, any kind of pedophiles, all they will deny, deny, deny everything. And if you don't feel like what you're doing is right, that's what you do. And... I I, I feel I feel so bad for you all because the justice system is not on your side in this.
4: But but I also remember what 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 they were saying, which which I, I agree with. I think that we look at things differently. And this is what Lisa was saying last time. We're looking at things from a logical outsider standpoint. That makes perfect sense that why would you hide it if you don't think it's wrong? But you might not think it's wrong, but you might think that everybody else thinks it's wrong, and that's how a lot of religion, I, I, a lot of religious stuff is justified. I know, I know, you're going to say, "Nah," that's, but I'm telling you that I'm not. Again, not justifying it, but but these we're not dealing with people that are necessarily, you know, sane or logical or critical, or or they're brainwashed themselves. So I'm sure a lot of them know it's wrong. I'm sure. But I would be willing to, that was my question earlier. I said, I'm not trying to justify it, but it's like, I, I would be willing to bet that, especially if they came up in it too, it's normal to them. But anything outside, I mean, think about like the con- conspiracy people, you know, you can't say anything without them going, well, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> oh, no matter what you do, well, the government said that and they, then they print the right. news to make you think that, but that's really not what's happened. So no matter how many times you said, here's this, and people go. Whose facts are those, though? A fact checker, but fact checkers aren't real fact checkers. Nah, that's what they. That's oh, what I the hate that one. That's right. what the mainstream wants, but we right. got the real inside information. So I think a lot of them are probably like, "Yeah, it's not wrong. It's fine. We've got the right way." But those which, outsiders, which, those outsiders are trying to destroy our way
3: of life. Which so I totally. I, I get. I get that when it comes to certain things. When you say to so say, hey, Ty, do you masturbate? Yes, I do. I do. Uh, I'm not going to tell you exactly when I do it, but I do it, I feel like it's totally right to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As opposed to someone saying, hey, man, are you raping children? Are you hurting children? Hey, man that 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 should never that should never be something wait
2: a minute ty nobody's raping children they are helping the child share their body because that is love you just
3: you are you just don't get it that it's like no 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 and i know i know why you're saying it i know why you're saying it like that you're absolutely right and and that's why i said it's not this is not all none of this is on the child i'm not putting any of this on the child
2: i know that but i'm saying but well, some of the people in the group do not like it but they feel like they have to tolerate it to belong in their mind they justify it that it because their leaders help them justify it we're right. not hurting your daughter we're helping her facilitating her to share in right. that case in the move of god We, our group, like many cults, attracted a lot of pedophiles. I would venture to say that the children of God that Jemima and Whisper grew up in attracted more pedophiles because they were splashed across newspapers and the DAs around the, around the world were going after them, trying to prosecute. So if you know, oh, you read in the paper, this group, they, they rape children. Boy, that's where I want to be if I'm a pedophile.
4: <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think that there's, the people say that with the Catholic Church a lot. Does the Catholic Church, do they, do they breed pedophiles? Do they attract pedophiles? Um, and I say yes. Like, I think, both. I, I agree. Both. I think that there are probably people that go into it not, exp- and they become pedophiles. I'm mean, sure you know, there's some people in there that know it's wrong to be a pedophile. There are probably people that don't think it's wrong to be a pedophile. And there are people that go, Ooh, religious cover. I get to go in and they can't mess with me. Cause, cause like we've, t- you know, because, um, because it's a religion and I've got that protection and no one's going to talk about it. And, and yay, thing- what a great place for me, a pedophile. to go.
0: <laughs> right. One thing that might help explain things a little bit more, especially with the children of God is that uh, the Lederberg preached from the very start that we were going to be a completely separate nation. We are our own country. We had our own laws. We had our own rules that were completely separate from the real world. Everything that the normal world had was wrong. They believed wholeheartedly that we were actually going to have a separate part of heaven
2: oh. <laughs> separate
4: from all of people, because
0: we were even the best in heaven like that how did i ask uh, was uh, it the kids table
2: the vip room
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well you know there there are certain mormons who who um always tell this stories like years ago i was researching a joke on religion and i came across this sermon from the 60s in black and white and this mormon preacher was talking and he was I caught it in the middle of his sermon where he's saying yeah you know we need to do away with all of this racism and we need to come together as a people and love each other I'm like man that's amazing this dude is saying this in 1960 and the next thing he says is everyone's going to go to heaven you have to understand that everyone's going to heaven I mean yes there will be blacks on the third level yes they can only (laughs) be on the third level of heaven they can't wow. be on the top two levels of heaven. Oh, and you know like, the oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> and, and,
4: and you <laughs> know that the three black Mormons were like
3: that is at the fourth level. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so oh. Um, I want, I want, I want to let's 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 do this in a positive way. Let's end on a positive if, way. And again, can, I want can to I,
4: can I really quick, really quick tie. I want. There's tons of praise. By by the way. Um, we have on, on, we go live on Facebook. So we have all kinds of people commenting in our, in our thing and asking questions, which we didn't have a ton to get, but a lot of people are praising you for all, for, for, you know, everything for how strong you are and getting out. And it's, and it's, um, a lot of questions too, that I'm just like, we, we, we would be here for nine hours. So we'll have to do this again at some point. But, um, but yeah, I mean, a, a lot of how strong you are and, 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 I hope that you I, I'm sure you all know that, but I can I mean it's still gotta have some sort of I don't know how I've never been anything like this. So I don't know how long it takes to shed those shackles. I don't know how long it takes to to get completely free and clear of the damage if it ever does. And and if there's still a little bit of a hold on any part of you in the back of your brain, but um but I commend you and and I I, I can't I don't know. I can't even I fathom expect. what it would take to go through this and then get out of it and then clear yourself from it. So um, I, I hope I hope you guys. are, I hope you are all, all good and clear. And if you're not, I mean, I hope you're um, doing whatever else you need to do to to maintain that. It feels like like an addiction or something where it's like you gotta you always got to be working on on mental health and your 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 sanity. I'd imagine. Yes. Oh,
1: always. Um, I think that obviously. Uh, We all are pretty successful and do pretty well, so I think we all kind of rock. Um, And um, (laughs) so, uh, uh, but it's it's that I think because we've had conversations, this is true for probably all of us. um, It's that negative. uh, one uh, one of the podcasts that Jemima and Whisper had said is, you know, what identity do you go back to? Because there wasn't one to begin with. And yeah. um, that's the struggle a lot. Who am I? Am I okay? You know, a lot um, a lot of uh, misinterpreting people say uh, overreacting when you get in trouble. Um, but even what you, what you think know, is yeah. in trouble. <laughs> uh, overreacting if you feel like you make a mistake, you know, like there's still that, I, I still have embarrassing moments. I cried at work the other day because I made a pretty innocent mistake. And um, thank God I have some coworkers that when I like Grace, we're gonna work on that. It's not the end of the world, everyone does it. So, um, yeah.
3: Well, um, I, it's funny as you say, punishments so is like, I found it weird that Jemima got punished by the cult for smoking weed. <laughs> but that that was where they drew the line
4: <laughs> although, although although what 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 a, what a blessing like that like so so many other places are like you you know like we have our, our friend Travis who was who was um a scientologist and his mom was one of the and you know you can't get out of that like they don't let you out and then when you do everyone shuns you and you can't talk to anybody and all this sort of sort. and it's like it's like, wait, I want out, you can't leave. I'm gonna smoke weed. Get out of here. Okay, thank you. And like, you get to smoke weed and they kick
0: you out.
2: Well, um, I mean, they,
0: they were okay with, with pedophilia, but homosexuality.
3: Uh, so was it, That's why I said it's, uh, yeah, no. it's, they have wow. a standard. Like, how did that happen? That's what I'm saying, like they, they have a standard but this is, but this is not, but as as the kids say, the math ain't mathing. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't understand it. So what I want to do is I want to end this on, on a good positive note. And I want to reiterate whatever what our viewers have been saying is I have I, I can't thank you all enough for gracing and blessing our show with all of this.
2: Oh, thank you for having us. We really want people to better understand the issues of children being raised in cults. Yes. I've never met a former child member who does not have chronic PTSD.
3: Well, okay, That's, that's perfect you say that because I want all of you to pretend like there's someone watching the show that needs your help right now. What do you, all of you, I want all of you to chime in. What do you say to that person who is either starting to fall down that road or is in the middle of it and they can't figure out where to go. Whoever wants to start first, go ahead.
0: Whisper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, I think perspective is just really important um, in a lot of ways. Like you really have to take some step backs and say, why am I making these choices? Why am I thinking this? Why am I feeling this? What's behind it? What's the purpose? And if the answer is we'll do it because daddy says so type of answer, then you're not thinking for yourself at all. You're just obeying. And that's probably like a really strong like sign that, okay, you're not, you're not in here completely of your own free will. You're not going down the road of your own, own free will, you know, And, uh, the other thing is that is, is surround yourself with different types of people, you know, and from different walks of life and different, that's how you grow. That's how you understand more. That's how you know what you want, what you like, what you believe in, because yeah, if you're just surrounding the same people every single day, then you're never going to grow. You're never going to see any other side, but what those people, uh, you know, influence you to be. So, right.
3: Right. Go ahead.
2: I can um, say that if, if, when I was a teenager, if somebody had said, are you really happy here? You know, to me, is there somewhere, someone I trusted, you know, is there somewhere else you might be happier? You know, how, do, how would you feel about making that choice? I really didn't think of leaving at 19. I didn't know I could. I didn't, how do you, where do you go? And so just for me, it was the disengagement by knowing people outside the move. I knew that people outside the move weren't evil. I just thought they didn't know what we knew. And little by little, you know, feeling more comfortable in the world. And I never felt at home in the move of God personally. So I would say for other people, reading books, going online, there's so many, many discussion groups online for people leaving cults. People all the time, people will step in and say, I just left a cult. I'm depressed. I'm this, I'm that. Can somebody help me? There's that is a wonderful place to start. Okay, cool. And also just to say, um, you're allowed to take up space. Um, you
1: you can be just as much as everyone else is. And you don't have to be invisible and you don't have to hide and you don't have to be small. And you're allowed to take up space.
3: Love it. I love it. Go what? ahead. Go ahead, so
5: <laughs> I would say, first of all, question everything. Mm-hmm. Don't let anything be like, oh, You know, I do this because of blah, blah, blah. Ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I thinking this? Is this a pattern? Is it something I can change? Number two, find a community. You have to, as human beings, we need a community. If you lose one connection, you need to make another. If you don't find something good, you're going to find something bad. Like me, when I left, I got into a lot of drugs, I did meth, I did pills, I did all the bad stuff. It took me 10 years pull my head out of my ass and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm wasting my whole fucking life here. It's your life. It's your life. It's not anybody else's.
2: It's not your parents. It's not your boss. It's yours.
3: I love it.
2: You and for it. people leaving who have been trafficked, there are people who will help you take the steps to suit. There are people who will help you do that for free.
3: Yeah, so, I, I was going to ask yeah. a
4: couple of things. Um, uh, one, I want you guys to let let everybody know about the, the where they can find your podcast again. Also, if you have any, I know of any um, uh, outreach, anything me. like that, that we can say. And also, Curtis has a great idea. He says, find the nearest cult and sell them some weed.
3: All right. <laughs> oh, nice. Let me before they before they do that. Uh, I almost cried. By the way, and all of you watching, all of you say this. This is man. Anyway, uh, I want to share uh, the comment here by Sean uh, that I think all of you should take with you today. He says, thank you all for surviving and thriving against the odds. It's a slap in the face to the cults who try to destroy you. Great comment, Sean. Great, great And uh, as Ian said, go ahead, ladies. Tell us where we can find you, how people can uh, reach out to you and get help.
5: Um. The Counter Cult Coalition. We're on Facebook and. What? Uh, for the Counter Cult Coalition. Counter we are Cult on Polish. Facebook. Yes, our our charity, Lisa Kendall and Grace and I. And then um, Whisper and my podcast is Butterflies and Bravery. And we're on all the streaming services. We also have a website, butterfliesandbravery.com. Nice. We'll
2: have one soon. Even $5, if people will donate to Counter Cult Coalition or Butterflies in Bravery, you know, we operate on less than $500 a year. And that is, yeah, but we need that $500. And people are interested in hearing about cults, watching documentaries, reading books, but they really don't engage in preventing it. So if you want fewer children in the future to experience what we did, please, you know, get involved donate to our causes, or volunteer. We're always looking for help. It is through podcasts that we've gotten legal support. Um, We're always needing some form of accounting or web support. And Jamon, it breaks my heart to see that you're sad.
3: (laughs) May may I suggest that uh, in order to boost the donations you have, change the name of your site to the Save America foundation <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get all those Trumpy folks you'll get Fair the time. children make
4: America glorious again exactly <laughs> and and uh as as always uh uh Curtis uh Tammy the people are always putting always as Curtis today got all got the links in our um if you're listening to this as a podcast, you can go to dot uh, facebook.com slash critical and thinking today's episode, which is being recorded on January. I mean on January and November 17th. Um, and you can find the video on there. And in the comments are the links to all of those, um, and some other resources as well. So um, if you need those, they are in the links on our dot uh, Facebook.com slash critical and thinking page under today's podcast, which is November 17th. Um, because it won't be coming out till till Monday on podcast stuff, but um, always lives on on our page always lives on on facebook.com slash critical thinking where we go live every Thursday at noon Pacific. So we will always be here and it'll always stay up on the page for you all, for anyone to revisit or share this video. Um, uh, even if you don't have links to the podcast, or you don't listen to podcast, you can always watch the video and, and check it out and read the comments anytime you want. Um, you
2: guys are wonderful by the way podcasts are a very important way for people to raise awareness about a variety of issues and without podcasts there's it would be very difficult for us to help people understand the trauma associated with cultic involvement
4: we, we appreciate, uh, you appreciate yes. you Lisa in introducing us to to such amazing guests and people who who have something to say and and and, and ways to help other people uh you know yeah. you because that's it. what we need we need our, our theme on this on on this j.e. is about to say it our theme on the show is empathy Empathy. And we need more empathy in this in this world and um that's the way to get it is to share stories and to offer help so
3: and 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 no no one i always say like we have great guests on all the time and that's awesome but this show I mean, I, just, I usually get emotional about shit that makes me mad about uh, what happens to Black folks. But, <laughs> but this show today, totally. yeah. especially, thank you, thank you, thank you. But listening to every single one of you tell your story, and again, to Sean's comment, watching you all come through this, that's the key. Because sometimes a lot of people feel like they have no out. They have no way to exist after this. And that's what a lot of those monsters want. They, they want people to feel like they have no out. They, feel, they want them to feel like all you have is us. And you all are shining examples that that can be not fur- the furthest thing from the truth.
2: So I'm wondering if the others feel as I do right now when you say that thinking of all of our friends and siblings who've died by suicide or drug overdose who grew up in cults because far too many, far too many didn't survive either emotionally, mentally or physically.
4: Well, you know, it's 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 goes back to what we what you mentioned earlier and what we've talked about a few times. A lot of this stuff is not to go off on a whole new subject, but. Sometimes getting involved, sometimes being involved, sometimes a lot of it comes down to things that are that are so normal that in, in society. Um, mental health issues. Um, so many. I mean, the, I would say the majority of people in America that I know have some form of depression or OCD or, or something else going on. And you you compound that in situations like this where you're not getting help and you're actually getting harm. Um, and when you come out of something like this and you have, and you've never worked on those issues and you've never don't even know that they exist, you have, it's, it's like, like I said, it's like, like with an addiction, when you, you, if you don't know what you're doing and you fit it, you have to do something else that's going to fill that hole, that hole, that void, that, that whatever is telling your, you know, the, your, whatever your, gives your brain comfort or gives your brain, whatever reason it needs to, to work. Um, and you have, and that's what mental illness is. And that's, and, and. You come out, come out of these things, that's the first thing they should do is, is get some help, you know, um, counseling or, or what. because otherwise it might be a different path, drugs and whatever else. And, and that's going to be a, a recurring theme until everyone out there, regardless of whether it's a cult or, or something else, there's nothing wrong with seeking help for mental illness. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It's normal.
3: I know there's something wrong with that.
4: It's normal. Most people have something wrong with them. Most people.
2: Okay, wait, wait. I just want to say one thing, Ian. You so hit on it. In other countries, children who leave cults are offered mental health therapy and, and and medical health care. And that's one of the things Counter Cult Coalition is working on. We need to provide therapists and doctor visits for children who have left cults. And it is possible. We have templates for it. Other countries do it. So thank you for, for discussing that.
4: Love absolutely. it, absolutely. And we have, uh, we have to go. Ty has a hard out. We want to thank you um for, for coming on the show and for we will uh, thank you, ladies. Here we'll have to have you back on at some point uh, as well because it was there's so much more to talk about. But thank everybody. By the way, we probably won't be next week because next week is Thanksgiving. Um, so if we do something next week, we'll let everybody know if we're doing it on a different day. Otherwise, have a wonderful Thanksgiving with the family that actually loves you, hopefully, and friends. If you don't have family, then you have friends and make your friends your family. Um, That's it for me. Thank you all for coming on. Ty, you want to take us out? Critical and Thinking
3: podcast. Ty Barnett. Ian Harris, we'll see you in two weeks.
4: (laughs) Thank you so much.
2: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, ladies.
3: Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why 4 out of 5 employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free